Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business, Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on this podcast, we love to amplify the voices of those women whose stories are moving and meaningful and compelling. And y'all know that sometimes I know my guests, and today I have the distinct honor of knowing and loving this very good friend of mine, Lori Gibson Washington. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am, I am so honored that, that you invited me. Absolutely. It's been long overdue. Um, I know that. I know that, you know, it's like the dentist kids who have rotten teeth, right? So you, you, you don't look at your closest inner circle first, right? So people reach out, they reach out on the internet, they have friends who introduce them to me. Um, but I'm, I've got a pretty awesome bubble, right? I need to like look next door left and right and see my awesome, awesome posse. Uh, one of which you are. So why don't you start telling the audience a little bit about yourself as if I don't know you? Okay. Um, well, the thing that is interesting for me is I just talked with a friend um, from Georgetown for, from 40 years ago. And she reminded me of, of that I had only gone to Georgetown for one year. And she said, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that you only went for one year and the, the number of friends that you accumulated. And so I realized that at Georgetown, I, I learned about relationships and friendships and how to cultivate those. Um, and especially because it was in an environment uh, where the Jesuits would say, look to your left, look to your right. There's a two thirds chance that person is not gonna be sitting next to you. And I am just amazed at the group of folks that I met there where we just supported each other. Nice, nice. And what a wonderful school. That's where I dreamed to go when I was young. Um, well, you know, it, the other thing that we talked about was that I, I didn't know how to play the Georgetown game. There is that, there is that. They're and, for the real world though, Lori. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, and the other thing is I said, I wish I had stayed and, and, and gone into the foreign service, but then I wouldn't have met my husband because, um, I went back home to LA and went to UCLA. And Not too shabby sister, that's a darn, a darn good school. Yeah, and it, it was actually the school my dad wanted me to go to in the first place, but you know, you know how it is with parents. How, how dare you yes. tell me where to go? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. But um, you fared well, you fared well. Yeah, I did, I did. And, and I will say with UCLA, I learned systems. I learned how to play the game. Um, well, there you go. I still haven't learned that. <laughs> Maybe we need to have an, another talk offline. I, that has been, yeah, well, yeah, this is your podcast, not mine. This you're the guest. I'm not, but someday maybe you can teach me what you know about that working the system, knowing the system, understanding the system, how the system's supposed to work. <laughs> yep. And, and actually I have a, a, a workshop that I do called politics with integrity. Wow, I did not know that. Sign yeah. me up. Today. <laughs> Where do I sign? That's incredible. I want well, to promote that because I have to tell you, um, you mean corporate politics or any kind of systems, right? So 
I mean, systems. Yes. Yeah. I talk about the operating systems, which could be, you know, universities, uh, you know, law firms, corporations, et cetera. I did not ever learn how to navigate the politics within. Yeah. It may be too late for me. No, it's not. It's never too late. Awesome. I I would love to learn more. That's fascinating. How come I didn't know that, Lori? Well, because the the interesting thing is when I talk to to people about it, they tell me that that's an oxymoron. And Ah, that's funny. Yeah. And and it can't happen. And so and and, but, you know, that's what happens with anything that you do that's successful is that you have those naysayers and you have have your cheerleaders and a lot of times you don't know who's who. That is true. That is true. And the worst of it is when you think one is one and it's not, it's the other. Absolutely. <laughs> Hello, my life. <laughs> <laughs> is this therapy? Do I need to pay you after this call? <laughs> Teletherapy? Um, yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, well, let me ask you. Well, you, you know what? my, you know I'm, I'm the calming coach. I know. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna mention that. That is something I love about you. When we first met, I mean, that was the greatest pickup line in history. <laughs> <laughs> I am the calming coach, and you know, my son always says, "Mom, calm is the samurai's greatest weapon." And you know, I'm spicy. I'm Italian. I'm not. You know, calm is not always the first weapon of choice for me. <laughs> Um, so I love what you do. Why don't you tell us a lot more about the calming coach and work that you do there? Well, it's the interesting thing is I never knew that that's really was my superpower. (laughs) And so when I started my, um, consulting practice, I called it Gibson Washington Consulting. You know, makes sense. my, my name. Right. And, you know, over the years, uh, I was working with Fortune 500 um, and then 9-11 hit and quite a few of my clients passed away in the tower. Um, So I I pivoted and started working with small businesses and nonprofits. And And all along, I'd have people saying, would you be my mentor? Would you coach me? Nice. And I didn't know what that meant. And so I would um, sometimes take parts of my workshops that I did for groups and then apply it to them specifically and, you know, talk through. And because in my mind, I didn't know what I was doing. I was charging them dinner. Right. Well, that's that whole you know, we, if we were promoting our sisters, daughters, friends, we would be all over that. Like the value proposition would be so clear and concise and we would be shouting from the rooftop. Mm -hmm. But when Mm -hmm. it's about us, we whisper. Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting that you, you say that because a lot of my corporate clients, the fortune 500 clients, they came because of someone's mother referring me. Wow. Tell me more about that. Um, one of my clients was Seagram's, you know, the, the, yes. the wine, wine and liquor folk and the assistant to one of the senior vice presidents was in a group of, 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 um, 
women over 50 who modeled. Interesting. And so, and so she was saying, you know, we're, we're looking for um, a, a consultant who knows diversity, who knows conflict, who knows leadership. And my friend's mother said, my other daughter knows. Let me give you her number. Wow, that's uh, go, mom. <laughs> Man, and I was like, it's like, wow, she was listening. <laughs> and and I mean, look, that's the best kind of sale is a referral, right? From a exactly. Person. And most people would be like, well, that's her mother. Of course, she's going to say great things. But you are phenomenal. So tell us more about that story because that's amazing. So, um, so they gave. Mama Carmen gave Tommy the number. Tommy called me and she, and after we talked, she says, you know, you, you sound wonderful. So I want you to meet my boss. Nice. And so I met him and then he introduced me to the president of the, the Seagram wine company. And, um, for a few years I was his confidant and I helped overhaul their, um, performance appraisal system and looking at it with a lens of of what we're now calling calling diversity equity and inclusion yes um i co-facilitated some team building where i was doing the the communications differences uh piece of it i got a oh you're talking my language now (laughs) for sure and, and then then they brought on, I mean, I, I also brought on a group that did the ropes course. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was, and, and I'm one of those people that I love, 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 love relationships. And I love um, starting new relationships. I like introducing people to folks. And so, um, so I still am in contact with that senior vice president. And of, and of course, so awesome. What is your Myers-Briggs personality? I'm just curious. I, I could guess it, but I'm going to ask you. I want you to guess it. Well, I, I would say you are an ambivert. So EI, um, I would say you're an intuitor. I, I'm yep. torn between feeler, thinker. I think feeler and uh-huh. then, um, judger. Nope. You had yep. it all. It, ENFP. ENFP. I was going to say P and then because you're a lot like I am and I'm a J, I went with J. Well, you know, you were saying that I'm an ambivert. Actually, the ENFP is the most introverted of the extroverted. I, I agree. Yes, I agree. This is why we are so mind melded and heart melded and hand melded, like the work that we do, the thoughts that we have, the feelings that we share, our mission, vision, and strategy, if you will. That's what all that is. Exactly. So aligned. Yeah. I'm in Uh, great company. Lucky me. (laughs) And and same for me. Same for me. That was sweet. That was. But but to to really get to, and this is probably why you think I'm a J, because I will try to do closure. Uh, but I have to remember it. <laughs> but um, so when I became a coach and, and actually started getting certification and having mentors to really teach me what coaching was about, uh, one of my marketing coaches said, go to your clients who have been with you for the longest 
and ask them why they keep coming back to you. Yeah, that's super. Client feedback is always the driver, right? Right. I bet you you've been an incredible client service provider, even though those are such sterile words. Yeah. Well, what they said is you calm me down. Yeah. You're a calming presence. You talk me off the ledge. And you have that low resonance and you're it's very, <laughs> oh my God, it's very, so very lulling, very, it is calming. Like it, that does have an impact on the brainwave. So when people say you should speak at your lowest natural range, right? Mm -hmm. It's not because they're picking on people for being screechy. It's because it does get better received by the receiver than the mm -hmm. that is screechy or high voiced or pitched or whatever. A lot of people try to politicize all that with um, this presidential past presidential election. Uh, and the fact is that studies show your voice will be better received than mine. <laughs> so I have to make a conscious effort to lower my voice and speak in a lower well, natural range. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it, one of the reasons that I talk like this is because of my father. Tell me more. Um, when I was nine, I had a cold or some type of upper respiratory issue. And my voice went down several octaves. Wow. It's stuck. Listen to me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And so, and so my dad said, your voice is so soothing like that. And I went, but dad, I have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what do I do when I get better? Oh no. Exactly. And so he said, I'm just, I'm just telling you. And he said, when you, when you get older, try to remember that voice. That's so awesome. That was, you know, as simple as it sounds, that is a very powerful, powerful tool and a very good piece of advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know, communications. Amazing. You know, we share a, a wonderful mutual friend whom I love like a sister. I mean, I get mad at her. I'm happy with her. We love each other. We fuss at each other. We drink together and it's all good. Right. <laughs> but she has your voice, maybe even an octave lower. I mean, I'm just, I could sit and listen to y'all all day and just be like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's funny. And thank God she knows I say this, but, um, I call it the voice of abroad. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And I could see that. She would own that. She would totally own that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and actually that that very client from Seagram called me on it. Called called me on my own bias. He said, you know what? I I've I've come to know you and you tend to favor women who have lower voices. That over, is why. Over girly voices. And I kind of looked at her and went, what? <laughs> and then I had to think, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I bet, but, but honestly, you're not the only one. I mean, it's a brain natural tendency to go towards that which calms you, not which repels you, right? So, right, right. Yeah, it's very lulling, very inviting. Um, so you focus a lot on great content. I know that, but you also have what most people don't have. And to be an amazing orator and public speaker, you have to have both. You yeah. focus on delivering. So yeah. content can be great, but if you don't like this all the time, you lose <laughs> your whole audience, right? 
So you've got the great content and the even greater delivery. It's the full package. Well, thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. And I don't BS. People on the show know. I'm like, you know what? I'm 54. It's my show. I can say what I want. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is the real deal here. We're doing some real talk here. So, well, let me ask you something. You've had to have a mentor. Was it your dad? Was it your mom who got you the work? Your mom was clearly a BD um, person for your business. But let me ask you, did you have an inspiration or maybe a formal mentor or an informal mentor or many? I've had many. Awesome. You're so I, lucky. I have had, I, you're right. I mean, it, well, actually I, I, I look at it being blessed. I mean, I, I do believe in fortune luck, but there are some blessings and I agree. Words matter. I shouldn't have said luck. No, 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 no. But no. you're right. You're right. A lot of women don't have one person like that in their lives. So for you to have many, that's, that's definitely a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, I, I I've talked about my dad quite a bit, and my definitely my mom, um, and and there couldn't be two more different people that that got married and stayed married for forty one years. Um, well, you had me until the stayed married for forty one years. I was like, have you met my husband and me? But yeah, <laughs> the stayed married for forty one years. That's awesome. That's all. What what do you think that's about? Communication or what? It was, yeah, definitely about communication. What are and they doing right? I th well, a lot of time. I mean, they they were straight shooters with each other. Nice. Um, and and no the thing that games. I appreciated nope. about. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. No mind games. No mind games. No. Uh, apparently, they there were some mind games that happened before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> you were the makeup. <laughs> Well, it took them nine years of marriage. I was wow. their ninth anniversary gift. That is, what a beautiful way to look at it. See, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I yeah. love it. So, so um, but, well, my, for my mom, she yeah. was a very gutsy, just tell it like it is kind of person. And she didn't care who you were. Um, my dad would do it within his inner circle of telling it like it is but um, in a broader perspective and in organizational perspectives, he would be very diplomatic. And he always told me to be clever and to, to be able to tell someone to go to hell, have them march into hell and go- <laughs> Sign up. That's funny. Like, how, how did I do that? Oh my God. <laughs> she, Lori told me to do that. <laughs> Wow, I could use you now. <laughs> I could have used you in my last marriage. <laughs> yeah, that is so powerful. Very Machiavellian, but not, um, you know, you can sleep at night, right? Yeah, I mean, my, my mantra is use your powers for good. I love it. I love it. And you do have some seriously great powers that you do use for good. How do you use those powers to support women in business, Lori? I, I believe in networking. I believe in promoting. And I also believe in, in helping people understand that we're all different. Because a lot of times, um, you know, just as the client accused me of, of, of only wanting to be with people who's, 
who had lower registered voices, we will tend to be with one type of person. Sure, affinity bias right there. Right. And so I have a model that I use called HEAR, and it stands for Harmony, Excellence, Action, and Reason. Wow. Oh my and, God. Is that and, a class you teach? Or? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's I'm one not, of my I'm taking notes. I don't usually do this. <laughs> I'm taking notes. So that's two classes I'm taking. <laughs> I'm going to summer school, apparently. <laughs> Um, as a matter of fact, um, next week, I'm going to be doing uh, a differences in communications class called, Do You Hear What I Hear? Wow. And, and so it, and it's going to be based on cultural differences, communications differences, and generational differences. That's amazing. Um, you know, I've had some requests lately, um, and I know that you have studied this work and this research and you could do this. Um, now, um, a couple of requests have come in for, and I teach a class on this too, but they want it from um, a lawyer. So neither you nor I is a lawyer, but it's inclusive leadership language or mm -hmm. communication of inclusive leaders that sort of thing. Um, written, I mean, you can be inclusive in your written word just as you can in your spoken word. Exactly. Even in your body language, right? So I think that is something that we, uh, women who do this kind of work should focus on because we are not seeing the inclusive part, right? We're not, so we see plenty of diversity now. Everybody, all the white men at the top are like, oh, I got to check these boxes and write these checks. <laughs> but they are not, understanding the power of inclusivity and the importance of inclusivity. Yeah, but I will tell you that I, to name drop, um, I worked for American Express. Wow, well, I owe American Express. <laughs> <laughs> I did it one time too, and I was, a <laughs> I was an employee, but. Um... <laughs> that is so awesome. What a company with a fantastic reputation. Oh my God. And that was part of the reason that, that I was attracted to it because it was considered one of the 10 best, best places for women to work. Yeah, I can and, see that. And, um, and so I, that's where I really learned about diversity work. That's where I learned about leadership. That's where I learned about politics with integrity. Um, but I had a situation where I had a client, internal client who would not return my calls. Um, and my boss, female boss was holding me accountable for not having the conversation. Oh, oh my God. Can we go offline just right now and have a talk? <laughs> I, I think that I can learn as much from your life experience and your, your, our shared stories, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from your classes that, that, you know, I see myself as hardworking and successful and I, I'm, I'm bright and I'm good with people, but clearly I have some lessons to learn. Um, we should talk. I'm not kidding you. This is serious. We should okay. talk. Yeah. 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 But, he, but here's the interesting thing. So I, <laughs> I, I acted like my mother and I got really gutsy and I said some really foul things about this client. I mean, just uh -oh. 
Lesson number one. <laughs> and my boss went to his boss and repeated everything I said verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the guy called me. <laughs> oh my, the guy meaning the client, I mean, the internal client. The yeah. internal client. Yeah, oh my, the one who failed to communicate. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's communicating now. <laughs> and so, so he called and he had some choice words and I sat and I listened and I said, okay, do you mind if I say something? Oh, and that was the other thing he said, and did you say it? And I said, yes, I did. Well, that's powerful. Wait a minute, let's pause there. Do you know how powerful that is that he asked you to confirm? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that's bold. I mean, there's no going back. You have integrity. You're gonna say, yes, I did. Now mm -hmm. carry on. <laughs> so I said, yes, I did. And let me tell you why. And let me tell you what I'm gonna do going forward. Nice. And so he said, okay, so why? I said, you wouldn't call me back. <laughs> I said, do you know how many times I called you and you didn't call back? And so he didn't say anything. Um, and I said, I wanna make a commitment to you and I want you to make a commitment to me. And the commitment is if I call, please call me back in 24 hours. That's fair, right? Right. And if you call, I'll call you back in 24 hours. But here's the caveat. If we're upset with each other, let's call each other within four hours. What a fine, fine agreement that was. What a good yeah. olive branch and win-win, and not a win-lose, but a win-win. Right. I, I do yeah. want to say something about that. The, the, I think a lot of people feel through electronic communications, it's impossible to communicate with empathy, empathy through digital means. So they just are like, unless I'm asked a question, I don't feel I need to reply. Well, folks, that is not communication. Like exactly. I, I'll tell you a little quick story about my husband and I know you know him. Mm -hmm. He said to me one day, he said, what do you mean? I think I'm a great communicator. And I said, well, you know, well, tell me why you think that, what, what led you to believe that? And he's like, well, I mean, I just gave a speech and you know, 300 people round the applause, blah, blah, blah. I said, that's public speaking. That is not 360 degree communication. That is not the kind of stuff that saves a marriage. Right. I'm right. glad you're a great public speaker, but I am not your audience. I didn't pay for admission and I'm not sitting here just listening at this, listening to you with this one way stream of information. So <laughs> for those of you listening who may not understand the power of what she's talking about, communication only takes place uh, when the receiver can confirm to the sender that the sender's intent of the message has been understood. Because remember, the receiver makes meaning of the message. Doesn't matter what Lori meant when she said what she said. If that guy doesn't respond to her, ensuring that she understands, oh, he gets me, or he got the message, or we're on the same page, or we're not, mm -hmm. then communication isn't taking place. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful story. I love that he asked you, though, did you say it? Um, and again, that's a man thing too. If you're going to go into gendered communications, they'll ask the yes or no question. You've asked the storytelling open-ended. Right, right, right. Yeah, pretty powerful stuff. Well, what can we learn from you um, to support women, like women in business? I would say to do that when instead of um, if upset about something, because the other thing is that we 
we as humans, whether as male or female, we see other people's lives and we, we either admire it or we're jealous of it. And hmm. I would say go the admiration route um, and share with each other. Right, right. Be happy about someone's success. Yeah. And empathize with them both when they're up and when they're down and just be like, don't be attached to any outcome. Just be. Yeah. yeah and, I love and that. No one's ever said that as an answer to that question in 302 pot or 315, maybe now. Podcast. Wow. <laughs> Girl, I've been busy. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I have a, a, a friend who is my accountability buddy and we have been talking almost every week for the last 15 years. And one of the things she said was she's reading a book and I can't remember, it's The Zen of a Monk or something like that. I've read it. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. And so one of the things that she said about that was we should be happy with other people's happy. Absolutely. And we're all connected. So, well, without getting too, I mean, some of my listeners are root chakra people. So the root chakra people don't always understand when I talk about high vibrational energy and connection with others. So I don't always refer to that, but we are all connected, whether you, it's like mm -hmm. science, it's true, whether you believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, science at the, at, at the physics level. Yeah, this is this is quantum physics we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and what's funny is getting off topic. I hated physics. I hated the thought of physics in high school. Um, I skipped it in 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 college. One of my husband's nephews is a laser physicist. <laughs> so, Interesting, but. Uh, but I can only spell physics and y'all pardon me if you hear my cat, this is the price you pay when you work from home during COVID. <laughs> but it's interesting, I, I've, I've read his thesis, the first time I read it, it was like, uh, now it's like, wow, I, can see, I can see other life yeah. uh, applications. And, and I've been really reading about quantum physics now yeah where, where it's like god in high school and college i didn't care about that i didn't see the relativity to life yeah yeah it's powerful stuff i love that you speak energy <laughs> you know so let's move on to this next question because it is a powerful question and it provides an opportunity for the audience to relate to you in a meaningful way because when i have guests on the show and they only talk about their wins it's not complete. We, we, you know, there's the Jungian psychotherapist or psychotherapy about your shadow self and the good and the bad. And the, you, know, you can't always be happy and you can't always have everything go your way. Certainly there was a challenge or a setback and you clearly have overcome it. How did you do that? And if you're willing to share about it, do so. Well, I, there's, there's two, two challenges for me. Uh, one was menopause, uh, and the other was that my two best friends had health challenges, and my two best friends were my mother, who just passed 
a year ago, February, and my husband. Wow. And so they both, you know, for them to have health challenges and major health challenges at the same time. Can you talk more about that? Because I know what you're talking about. And if you're, if you're willing, what kind of health challenges? Like, did they break a leg? No, uh, mom had vascular dementia. Mm. Um, I haven't really talked about this much in public that people who are close. We don't have to, we don't have to. I will say that, that, you know, I'm a caregiver to my mom who has Alzheimer's. So I appreciate your story. You don't have to go into it, but wow. but it was one of those where mom, you know, I told you she was a very gutsy person. So she lived to be 97 and, My goodness. and at 81, she had a stroke that uh, took out her optic nerve, making it difficult for her to read. And she was a voracious reader. Um, when she first had the stroke, she she didn't know how to comb her hair. She didn't know how to brush her teeth. Yeah. So she learned how to do all those things. And she was in Southern California. So we drove down with the intent of bringing her back here to Northern California. And even after the stroke, she had the wherewithal to say, no, I'm not going. Interesting, <laughs> so, interesting. Even and, with uh, the vascular, yeah. Well, yeah, e- even with the yeah. vascular dementia. So I made a commitment to her as long as her two best friends were there, I wouldn't bother her about moving. And so my challenge was trying to maintain a business, dealing with my husband's um, medical issues. He's, he's, he's a type one diabetic and with his diabetes, there's memory loss. There's there's been times where he's gone into a coma. Uh, it's been all kinds of stuff. So it's it's really dicey about how to have him taken care of while going to take care of her, take care of the business, take care of myself. Um, and I I want to say something. You did it again, and I don't know if it was intentional but I think women do that, you need to make sure that's not the order in which you do things. Oh, I agree. And, but that was the order. <laughs> yeah, we do that. We do that. We do that. That was the order. And so that, that tends to be the challenge that I'm dealing with. I, I don't know that I've overcome it. It's one that I balance. Well, um, I would love to talk to you offline about this. Um, Okay. You know, after this show, definitely. Um, so many things that, you know, we can relate to with one another and maybe some preventive medicines, not literal, not prescriptions, but I'm just saying healing. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, for, for me, it's been working with a grief group, reconnecting with my therapist who has known me for almost 20 years. Um, phenomenal man phenomenal i mean i just it's it's amazing how he has um feminine energy yeah 
There you go um, again, talking energy, lady. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you. And it's it's real. Again, we'll talk about that later, but um, you know, it's it's you know, it's like science, like I said earlier. You don't have to believe it. No. It's real. <laughs> it, yeah. it really is. I mean, it's just I am just I'm such a communications junkie. <laughs> yes, you are. I love that. That's my well, there are two things. Well, that's my second favorite thing about you. Um, and then your voice is the third. But <laughs> the work that you do is just great. The calming coach. I mean, that that's the you when I first met you, you opened up about that and not in a sales pitch way at all, folks. I mean, she's very um I am the work that I do. It's my life. It's who yeah. I am. Yeah. It's not a brochure, a pitch, a put on a website. It's who I am. And I love that about you. Totally. Oh, thank you. Um, I, Cause that, that's actually one of my problems. I don't do sales pitches. Right. Well, it's not a problem, my friend. It's not a problem. When people see, look, you attract the people that are meant to be in your tribe. Right. So yes. Yes. You know, if you have to push someone, you can't make someone like you, love you, hire you, any of that. No. Right? So if you can fill a need, meet a need, um, you're meant to be in that person, place, or company's life, you will be. So we'll talk more about that as well. We're coming to a, a close soon, but I want to ask you, um, it's kind of fun. It's sort of a, a pivot from the last question. I try to do that to sort of bring us up before we sign off. But what do you think are, uh, and this is called the wild card question, right? Okay. So I didn't tell you about it. I didn't ask permission to ask it. I, I don't even know what the question is, but I pull a question out of a box of 144 questions. Okay. And your question is, what do you think there? Oh, no, that's not it. Hang on. What do you think are three key things you really need to be truly happy. So three key things you really need to be truly happy. Um, and I know, know I put you on the spot. You can take a moment. No, no, I, 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 I got this. Look I at think you. It, Bring it. To, to really be happy, I think you need to know who you are. Oh, number one. That's mine too. You stole you my to... heart. You stole my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You need to know whose you are. Oh, nice. And, and what I mean by that is what is the higher vibration? What is the higher power that guides you? What's your guidance system? Yeah, there's something bigger than all of us, whether we, again, whether we believe it or not. There's something bigger and it really should inform our values. So, and then I think the, the, the third is to give to others. Lori, you are the thinner, better looking black version of me. <laughs> This is beautiful. You know, I'm writing this down. I never write down the answers. This is so beautiful. I mean, you tapped into my heart and my head and we share a lot of personality traits. We do the same similar things for business. We believe in living in purpose. You know, our, our purpose is to live mm -hmm. in service to others. So mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. that. You're so amazing. Thank um, you. 
Thank you. Thank you. I know you. we have offline conversations, but they don't go deep enough. We need to, we need to talk. We yeah. Well, you know, we're, talk. we're busy and you know, when you That's do, all drive, right, let's go to Hawaii. Conversations. <laughs> Come on, let's go to Hawaii. I have a guest room there. I have wine. Ooh. We talk. Real talk. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love having you here. I love having you in my life. You're a blessing in my life. And I think that Truly, those of you who are listening would agree. Um, why don't you tell everybody how they can reach you? Because I know they're going to want to know more. And folks, you know, I'll write a blog about Lori, including her bio, her headshot, and some photos that tell her story and pictures. And then I'll insert the podcast into that. I'll post it on my website and share it on LinkedIn and tag Lori. So tell oh, us how so to cool. reach you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, my website is uh, thecalmingcoach.com. Nice, 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 nice. Boy, I am surrounded by some seriously incredible women, you among them. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, folks, thanks for listening in. And Lori, thanks for being here and for sharing. You, you amaze me, but you knew that already. <laughs> um, and we will chat again another day, folks. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs>